is the largest search engine in the world. It's also a noun now, an adjective. We go to Google when we want to seek something out. You know, if I have uh, something I desire, whether it be a product or a service, I might Google it and uh, look for the company that has the best reviews. That might be leading people astray. I was reading this amazing article over the weekend. Uh, I was on CBC's website and it was discussing um, the, basically the problem with fraudulent Google reviews that are going online right now. And it doesn't seem like anybody is... Uh, you know, suffering any kind of repercussions for posting false reviews. There was a story about this uh, company. It's a Riverbend Moving and Storage Company, and they had a pretty good star rating as far as their customers uh, and their reviews went online. And then all of a sudden, the owner noticed negative reviews started coming in. And so he suspected that maybe a competitor was behind them, you know, a, a fake negative review to try and bring down his star rating. And then he noticed that as soon as they were posted to the page – um, his, his website, an obscure online marketing firm got in touch, touch with him and offered to remove them for a fee. Now, something's up. Here to talk about what's going on is a woman that's been working in uh, this field for at least three years. Kay Dean, a former fraud investigator with the U.S. Department of Education, now runs a YouTube channel called Fake Review Watch. Welcome to the show, Kay. Thanks for giving us some time. Well, hi, Kelly, and I'm really glad to be on. Thank you for having me. What inspired you to take on this, uh, I guess, mission? You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I had a personal experience with fake online reviews. Um, I used online reviews to find a doctor three, uh, probably four years ago and had a bad experience, and it just left me puzzled how this practice could have such glowing reviews. Mm. And so drawing on my previous experience as a fraud investigator, I started to do some digging. And ultimately, I uncovered that they were on Facebook and Facebook groups bartering and trading for Yelp and Google reviews. And so this personal experience just spurred my larger investigation into this whole underworld of fake reviews. And I've just uncovered how incredibly widespread the problem is and no one is doing a thing about it. It's essentially the Wild West. Anything that's, goes. That's really interesting. I uh, I knew this, you know, it was about five years ago or six years ago, maybe more, when it really, your credibility as a broadcaster depended on the amount of followers you had on social media. And I knew a guy who literally was buying followers. And I thought, right. how is that, how, how does that help your credibility at all? But apparently it seemed to do, uh, him quite fine. So this is a similar situation. This is a situation where uh, you can go to a, a group of people, offer them some money, and they'll write positive glowing reviews about your company. And what does that do as far as star rating goes on the Google uh, business site? Well, it has an incredible impact on on uh, on uh, a business's rating, and it, and it makes the, the playing field completely unfair because the system is really geared right now uh, with the lack of oversight that cheating is rewarded. If you cheat, cheat being faking your reviews, uh, you benefit. Right. And there's no repercussions. And so, you know, there's the question, too, of the ero complete erosion of any business ethics right. uh, in this current environment because uh, the, the, the fraud is so rampant. Um, I've looked at that this for three years, and uh, it's just uh, polluted uh, and not just Google, uh, all the review sites I would say that I've looked into 
are being um, polluted, and these tech companies are not monitoring and policing their sites at all. And if your listeners look at my YouTube channel, for example, and look at I posted a few recent reviews um, uh, videos, and you start to see what is going on, and you start to see that oh my gosh, of course Google sees this these patterns that are so obvious, these fraudulent patterns. It's just not believable. When I say patterns, reviewers reviewing these businesses in common from you know various places, and when you aggregate these these reviews on a spreadsheet, it becomes obvious that it's fraudulent. These patterns have been going on for years and it's organized. Right. And it's having such a tremendous impact on not only the marketplace, because these reviews matter. Consumers rely on them heavily when making decisions. But um, so it's hurting businesses and it's deceiving consumers. And really, I argue that there's no other form of online fraud that affects more people than this online review fraud. And so mm-hmm. that's been my focus is to to get the word out and shine a light on this issue uh, and start shining a light on these tech companies who are really abetting this fraud. Don't before, think- yeah, before we get to the responsibility that they should uh, bear for allowing this to happen, it's not only uh, dipping into fraud, these, these fake Google reviews, dipping into extortion as well. Can you talk about that side? Yes, I've seen that, and I can't speak to that too much, cause, but I have seen... Uh, ex- examples of, and people have approached me saying, look, I just got an email saying, you know, pay me um, $500 in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. or we are going to nail your Google page with, wow. with fake reviews. And so that does happen. I've seen it happen. I've seen organized campaigns. Again, th- not as frequently. This is not a common thing that I see. However, it's out there. It could be um, so damaging because once you get your, your star rating falls and I, here's the, the rub, which kills me is that either you have to talk to Google, Google, try getting through to Google, a large tech company to say, look, my very, right? Right. My very small company has been affected by something that I think is fraudulent. Why? Because now there's a company saying, uh, if you want me to take out down this negative review I posted uh, or that, that, they don't admit to posting, but that's been posted on your website. I'll do that for a fee. The only way you could take down a, a negative uh, review is if you actually posted the negative right. review we're finding. Well, that profile. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's no other way. So it's not true. And also, yeah, what they might do, too, is offer to give you then a bunch of positive, fake positive reviews. And so the world is just so saturated, Kelly, with 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 fake reviews and then from so many areas and angle angles that people, I think the public does not realize mm-hmm. that these sites are so polluted and it's really just full of uh, misinformation. And so really they should just not be using it because it really is not only harmful to small businesses, but it's also harmful to consumers. Sure. Um, I would even say it's, it's, you know, I always say fake reviews are even more deceptive and harmful than, let's say, other forms of false advertisement. You know, like reading a billboard, you're thinking, oh, well, you have that sense of cynicism that, oh, it's coming from the company, you know, so it's... Right. But cool, with, with, with fake reviews, consumers believe that they're written by legitimate, unbiased customers. Is there anything that can tip you off to the, because I know you look for patterns, but is there anything that we should be looking for? Because, I mean, I think it's interesting that we're having this conversation, but the reality is old habits die hard. And most of us, have it's become a habit to look at, we found the product. Now I need to see the reviews and we weigh things out there. 
a comp- component there, and I, you know, almost like a psych- psychologist would have to speak to that. Like, if there's this need for affirmation, I did right. my due diligence, I checked. Now I'll make my decision. Instead of going and actually talking to real people, go out and talk to your neighbors, you know. Uh, and pra- I think with COVID, probably it's worse because everybody's in- inside. So you're not even sure. interacting with people to get a- real opinions about who they've, who they've used or contractors or doctors. So you're just relying on these, you know, this, 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 this illusion. These, and, and I have to say one layer below those stars that you see is a lot more information than um, – then, then you know, um, and it's not that complicated. And so, you know, as far as like ferreting out fake reviews, I would say just approach all of all of the reviews with a very cynical um, frame of mind. Um, mm-hmm. I don't trust any of it anymore. I just isn't uh, that interesting. And that's after three years of looking no. for patterns. So if, if patterns is just just the the the. The amount and the the ease and at which that the, these com- these people can do it, you know, th- th- there's three aspects in this investigation that I have done, and it, you know, I've seen businesses they get on Facebook, for example, Facebook groups are, um, I mean, it's just obvious. Just for, for example, the tech company Facebook has, I, I have been a member of sixty of these re- review groups where just openly trading, bartering, selling, review trading goes on. Wow. Like that, and so there's the businesses just trade reviews because it's free. You know, you don't have to pay a marketer. So there's that aspect, and then there's these review selling services. A lot of these are offshore because it's very, very cheap. And then there's these networks, is which uh, which is what I um, speak to with my recent uh, story with the with the CBC. This this vast, extensive network that I uncovered um, uh, across you know the United States and Canada, and so. Uh, it's just... What does the network do, Okay, The network, it's very well organized, and and when you see these patterns and when you uh, see it across multiple businesses, and uh, um, it's organized. These are SEO companies Mm -hmm. uh, that um, organize fake reviews for these businesses. So these businesses are clients, and these SEO companies distribute these fake reviews among their many clients. And so you start to see patterns in fake reviews. For example, you know, it was not, you know, what led me to uh, Canadian businesses for this uh, network, this Miami surgeon, for example, I'm seeing his review patterns. And it's just not believable that 10 of them just happened to use the same pizza place in Toronto. And you think, well, maybe vacationers, right? But then six of them, the same limo service and uh. three use the same wig, wig store in Vaughn. So it's like, you know what? No. And so that gives you a lead to start expanding and seeing the patterns. And it's organized. It's just, this does not happen randomly. And, um, for example, this, this network um, um, exposed over 1,200 businesses involved. Wow. You know? um, and so with- short of cracking down and saying uh, don't believe any reviews that you read online anymore, right. isn't there a way to hold people to account, whether it be the big tech companies, the Googles, the Facebook – um, for uh, allowing, you know, advertising uh, fraudulent behavior? Well, you know, I think the laws are different there. I'm in the United States, um, and we have the Federal Trade Commission, and so they have uh, broad authority um, to punish businesses, but they rarely, they don't enforce it much, you know. Mm. And I know you have in Canada the Canadian Competition Bureau, which would have, I would think, some or at least legislative power or uh, 
to start to act, to start holding, for example, these tech companies accountable for the fraud that they host on their sites. Because right now, they don't have incentive to. They're, they make money whether reviews are real or fake. And so I think there needs to be a change in legislation to start holding tech companies accountable. And I think law enforcement agencies need to start fining and prosecuting businesses that are doing this. Because if I can find this fraud, and I don't even have the law enforcement tools like subpoenas and all the, the you know, I just use public information. Uh, I don't have um, a sophisticated uh, research abilities here. If I can undercover, uncover this massive fraudulent activity organized, certainly law enforcement could be starting to prosecute some of these businesses, prosecuting some of these uh, um, marketing companies who are polluting these uh, online review sites with, you know, with clearly obvious fake reviews. Um, and I think that would start to send a message that, you mm-hmm. know what, maybe it's not worth it because the public embarrassment, you know, it's, it's a public relations nightmare to be outed you know, if you are um, caught. And so I think right now there's no repercussions, so there's no incentive not to, at least here in the United States. And again, I liken it to the the, the Wild West. There is no enforcement, no um, oversight, and the tech companies abet it. And so it's just a really bad situation where I say millions of consumers are being deceived and thousands of honest, honest businesses who aren't cheating yeah, aren't benefiting from fake reviews. So you don't get on that first Google page because you just, you know, you don't make it to page one because you're not faking. You don't have a bunch of fake five-star reviews. And so it's really, I would say, having a distortionary impact on the marketplace. And um, that's why I'm doing what I do. I'm just trying to shine a light on this issue and get the word out to the public that this is a really big deal. Um, and more people need to be it needs to be on more people's radar right now. Well, okay. I think that you've done a fantastic job in highlighting it for our listening audience. I'm sure there's more than a few people walking away uh, from this conversation between you and myself thinking, okay, uh, I am going to be very careful about uh, reviews from now on because they could lead me astray and uh, that could cost money. And I think business owners are probably quite terrified by the prospect as well. Yes. Yeah, really. It really is having uh, just a, a, a distortionary impact and, um, and I just would hope that, that yeah, that consumers, until there is a change in legislation and prosecutors start doing something about consumer fraud, uh, consumers need to be made aware that um, nobody really is looking at this. And so it's really maybe re- just view um, online reviews if you even bother looking at them, which mm-hmm. I would advise not to. Okay, we know we know one person that's doing the work, and that is you. Your YouTube channel is called Fake Review Watch. Uh, you right. can you can follow uh, Kadeen there. Kay, I want to thank you for your time. I'm sorry that I've got to rush off here, but I've got to get oh, to no, some. Thank you very much for having me, Kelly. It's been my pleasure. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully, we'll uh, keep your number handy, and if we uh, have the opportunity to speak in again, I look forward to it. Be delighted. Have a have nice a great day. day. Thanks. That's Kay Dean. She's a former fraud investigator with the U.S. Department of Education, now runs a YouTube channel called Fake Review Watch. You know what I do? I look at reviews, but I go to the negative reviews. and I skip over the positive ones. Yeah, I'm glad you're happy with everything that happened. Let's look at who is grousing and why they're grousing. And I know that if you have a real bee in your bonnet, then you'll probably post something. But if you've just got, eh, it wasn't as good as I thought, you're probably lazy. So I try and realize that this is an extreme 
and then I fall somewhere in the middle. Like, did they have a point here? Was it really bad or just kind of bad? And that'll make my decision. Believe online reviews, and, uh, and I know people who live by them. I was you don't I was believe on, them. On vac- I don't believe on, in them because I don't post them. So maybe that's just a mentality, and maybe I'm colored by my own experience. But I've never, on a good experience or a bad experience, taken the time to post a review. So I look at them. And I think who would take time out of their busy lives to post even a negative review or a glowing positive review? I just don't have the time to do it. I don't have the interest in doing it. I don't understand people who do. And as a result, I assume they're all fake. I'm not vindictive enough to post a negative review. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, but I will say this. You, you raise a very valid point, Chris, because uh, the only time I wanted to make a review is on TripAdvisor or Airbnb. And, I, and it's always positive. I never do it. I'm like, after this trip, because I can't, the problem is, is Airbnb gives you like a couple of days, like five days to give your positive review, review, and that's it. And I'm like, I'm still on vacation. I'm not sitting down at a computer writing a review. How about give me a little more time? And so I don't tend to post them. Talon in Toronto. Hi. So what's your experience with reviews? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, I actually had to change my business name to get away from, I don't know if I'm supposed to say names, like Yelp. Um, yeah. I actually experienced a really awful thing with them. I Somebody, I don't know exactly who, decided to go and write reviews for me everywhere in 24-hour oh, no. period. So it was on Google, it was on Yelp, Google Plus, you name it. It was everywhere. So you're a business owner. Yes, a beauty business, a small Uh beauty business. So obviously, you know, these reviews really hurt. Yeah. Especially when they are just written with my name, slandering Mm. my name. So I tried my best to answer because Google allows you to reply to people. I tried and Google was helpful. But Yelp, on the other hand, hid a lot of my other reviews that were positive ones put this negative one on the first page wow. and told everybody to go read this one. So I so, told them I went to war with them. I was like, could you please let, allow me to reply to this person? And they said, no, you can become a member, a premium wow. member, start paying this amount of money per month, and then you can answer to this person. That's interesting. I have heard it. So you changed the name of your company. Yeah, because you know what? I just, it was so much headache for me. Mm. I just said, you know what? I cannot get away from this thing with Yelp. And they're just, it is an extortion, basically. So Talon, now that you've had that experience, do you read reviews at all when when you're looking for um, a product or any (laughs) kind of service or do you ignore them? To be honest with you, the only reviews I ever read is TripAdvisor, something for resorts and food. But beauty services, unfortunately, and I've been in the beauty business for 25 years. I'm telling you, it isn't true. Half the time, everything is either written by friends or hired people. Because even if it's positive, it isn't true. Because, you know, you just see a random like five star saying this is the best place. Well, what does that mean? Right. What, what, what is this is the best place? Or I hate these people. What does that mean? It's just not real. You know it's what subjective. I mean? Yeah, no, I, I right. totally get it. Talon, yeah. I, I appreciate you uh, calling in with this because I think Charlie's got a similar story. I'm going to head over to him. Charlie and Vaughn, you actually had an 
interesting experience also with Yelp. Uh, yes, um, same thing where, like, I would see, I would get a notification about a review, and most of the time, like, I knew about the experience, but then I would get these, like, poorly reviews where, like, I don't even remember serving this type of, or serving this product to this person. Interesting. And uh, Yelp was constantly trying to sell me on their packages, and then I finally responded to one of their emails, and I reached, and I reached someone in Arizona, and he's like, yeah, and what I was explaining was that if if you make a first-time review and it's positive, it does not get posted on Yelp. But if you make a first-time review and it's negative, it does get posted. So I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. He goes, How's well, we can fair? monitor all this for you and make sure that none of the negative ones get on there, the positive ones, for 199 U.S. a month. And, like, I was like, that's extortion. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, that's a service we're providing to make sure that you stay positive. I go, no. I go, 100 years ago, if you would have walked into my store and said this to me, that I have to buy front glass window insurance. Right. <laughs> that's what that is. Like, that's extortion that you're telling me that I can only get positive reviews if I pay you $199 US a month. Charlie, how and much do these reviews... No credibility in Yelp. Sorry. How, how, many, how much do these reviews affect your business? It drops. For, as a neighborhood client, not really. But if you're, getting, if you're looking for uh, like transient clients, drive-through clients, like people that are not from your area looking for somewhere to eat, it does affect your business greatly. Um, your regular customers, no, like obviously your area customers, not really. But again, when you're, you can't feed off of those customers all the time. Yeah. You pay rent in specific areas based on the amount of traffic flow through, right? And uh, when you're paying off rents in areas because they, they, they tell you that there's so many visitors coming through there, well, then a Yelp review can ruin you. And uh, well, I really, I, and how are you doing now? Oh, I've sold the business. I got out of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> went back to sale. Long story short, I sold the business. Thanks, Charlie. I appreciate the call. Um, Stefan, is it Stefan or Steven? Stefan. Stefan, welcome to the show. Neither of the ones I just said. Welcome. Uh, what's your experience with reviews? Do you, do you trust them? Well, I'm a roofing company owner in the GTA, and we are part of uh, you know certain websites that promote companies from within. And uh, we have never cheated ourselves to get reviews. And we ask the clientele to, uh, you know, we send them very simple links to, uh, you know, give us reviews in regards to how, how the services went with our company. Uh, and then, you know, we can't make them say good things or bad things. Therefore, you know, you have to be on top of your game to make sure that you get good reviews. Secondarily, if you do get a bad review, you have the, you know, the responsibility or the right to respond to it to defend yourself. And on top of that, if they are bogus, there's ways to rectify that via, you know, I'm a member on the Homestars, for example, and there was been one really bad review a few years ago where it was found out that it was not the customer who had posted it, but another roofing company who was trying to badmouth us behind the scenes. So upon investigation by the Homestars uh, company, they found out that it was from another roofing company's IP address and immediately took it off. How long did that take? About two days to get it right. Okay, well, that's good. But in that two days, if somebody's Googling, that could have cost you some cash. Well, absolutely. Thousands of dollars. But yeah. at the same time, at least you have the opportunity to get it rectified, you know, as quickly as possible. Uh, and it's your responsibility as a contractor if you want to get good, legit reviews, which people use. I have mm-hmm. many customers that go online and review our company and that many people that go there as well just to get an idea of what's going on. 
and you become certified. You get vetted as well in regards to being, you know, paying your creditors, all kinds of information. So, yeah. uh, you know, buyer beware. Obviously, you know, if you see a, a thousand reviews, you know, posted within a few days, you know, it's not real. But if you see, you know, five a month, ten a month, depending on the size of your company, you know, those are usually legitimate contractors that are doing the hard work. All right. Well, listen, I wish you and your crew the uh, best of luck today in a hot, steamy day. Not a great day to be a roofer, but at least you're working. Yeah, shout out to my boys at Imperial. All right. Shout out to the guys at Imperial working on the roof. Um, you know what? I, I've heard some horror stories. Rob, Chris is on the line right now, but I, I've heard about people because I have a bunch of friends that are uh, restaurateurs or chefs and that, you know, people have come in behave poorly in the restaurant. This is back in the day when you could eat in the restaurants, you know, ask for a bunch of things. And then at the end of the meal, call over the waiter and say, yeah, uh, we want this all comped. Yeah. That's not cool. Why? Because we're going to post a Yelp review. We're, we're reviewers. And if you don't comp it, we're not. And they are just floored that someone would do this. They always say no, because they're not going to be, you know, held to that. And anybody could say I'm reviewing for Yelp. I'm, you know, going to go online and post a review. Um, and it doesn't mean they're with Yelp. It's just, you know, you, you're welcome to go and do that. Um, it just, it's incredible the lengths that people will go to. And I have heard that these people are always the people that behave badly in the restaurant. They've just been the worst customers. Uh, and they would do this. They're basically holding you hostage for free meals.